Hi, I'm Vernon Wells, and you're listening to the Bad Boys Podcast. And just remember one little thing. You don't listen, I know where you live. Yo, I just watched that motherfucker last night. What's going on, fellas? Well, oh, that's right, Commando. Awesome. Yeah. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Thanks a lot. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> okay, what's going on? What's going on, fellas? Yo. Was that an actual sounder? Was that like actual clip? I'm, I feel like this podcast is all of a sudden take a step in the right direction. <laughs> wow. That wasn't the drop I was expecting. <laughs> yeah, he already reviewed behind the candle, bro. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Episode 343 seems to be right on track. Yeah. The train is on the rails. Going in a certain oh, direction. Hell yeah. Don't know, I don't know what I'm saying right now. I'm just excited we got a sounder. We got a, we had a music intro. When we review movies, we might get a sounder to play with it. Everything might work. You might be able to. Is it eyes? Right? It'll be sounding good. There'll be no interruptions. We won't get cut. Off? Right? I'm just messing you up. I'd be nervous there for a second. I'm like, I'm not even going to. Episode 343 Bad Boys Podcast Random Rants on All Things Movies. I'm your host, Fonzo, a.k.a. Mike Lowry. Joining me as motherfucking always are early more yes, net. It's like you fuckers. <laughs> I gotta say, Fonzo does that better. Oh, thank you, sir. Yeah, you're Appreciate right. Because <laughs> I was like convinced. I was like, damn. Yeah. Oh, oh, thank you, thank you. Can I get a round of applause? You, See if that works. I'm gonna mess everything up. <laughs> Your, your ability to sound technologically fucked up is way beyond hard. Appreciate that. Yeah, and the man with all the buttons with making it all happen. Hey, Tony, aka MCP. That's right. And if you guys think the, if you guys love those thumbnails on the website, please let my man know on Twitter, on Facebook. Give him a high five. Buy him a Starbucks. Anything. Just let him. Look, how, look, <laughs> look at you. that job he's doing. Look at that top twenty sixteen. Look at that. Look at the one Harley getting fucked by a bear in the in the booty hole. <laughs> Oh, he's all smiling. Just the back row. Like that, Harley? Is that your new wallpaper on your computer? <laughs> on his phone. Yeah, if it isn't, it should be. I had business cards made up. Oh, that picture? <laughs> oh, man. Do you get all serious American Psycho style when you hand them out to him? What kind of line of work do you do when uh, you're a bear trainer? Snow, uh... Babysit. You, what, what? Babysit. Babysit. kids. <laughs> So you hand out that card like, hey, if I'm I'm strong enough to wrestle a bear, I could damn sure take care of them kids. Your little rat bastard, Joe. Right? Well, you're still with us, so I mean, vacation's over. You're back to school, right? Ring the bell. School's back, sucker. Who's in, sucker? Put a quarter in your ass because you played yourself. <sighs> so here we go. 2017 is upon us. Another episode of the Bad Boys Podcast. We're gonna get shit going. Somehow Tony made it work, but no, none of us were surprised because he's MCP. Come on now. You guys oh, didn't okay. that we were going to go all of 2017 without Sounders? Man, shit. So I had to say about that. Right, Tony? Sure, yeah. <laughs> Sounds very convincing. <laughs> I'm all over this. I got it. I think I think one time you said you were holding everything by like shoestring gum and something else or other. Like, uh, yeah. 
I know. I was going to do I added mine, a, I, I upgraded. I got some zip ties for Christmas, so. Thank, thank God, man. Zip ties be working, dude. No joke. Oh, yeah, dude. Uh, every motorcycle I have have zip ties on <laughs> the fucking dash somewhere. Yeah, a little duct tape right. zip ties, man. Man. How safe that is, Harley. What? How safe that is. What are you zip tying? Well, it's in case something breaks. You just, oh, it's like a quick fix? Yeah. Oh, okay. You don't leave it on there the whole time. No, no, no. Okay. Well, I mean, you can use zip ties to like guide uh, control cables and stuff. You use it as a belt if you can't find a belt. That would be one so big ass suspenders. zip tie. <laughs> <laughs> like he like daisy changed the zip ties to make suspenders. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. See. Oh, or suspenders. Okay, so not even the belt. You're going with the straight. You're going with the suspenders. It's a little more complicated. How would yeah. you clip to the pad? I'm confused. Yeah. <laughs> How does well, that work, Tony? If you Maybe zip tie like a belt, you can't I'm take confused. it off. <laughs> <laughs> you can't take the belt off if it's a zip tie. But with suspenders, you know, you just throw them up over your shoulders. It's just practical. Hmm, yeah. All right, let's see. So let's get another diagram going because apparently <laughs> people on Twitter love Tony's uh, formula on how to rate movies. <laughs> Yes, yes. I'm glad they understood. Looks like they all mapped it out correctly. It was good. Yeah, and Harley would know if you'd ever fucking log on to Twitter, he would see how much fun we're having with gifts on Twitter and interacting with our listeners. I didn't know we had listeners. Well, if you go on Twitter, you would see. You know, I even at you on there, and you would get notifications, and you would you would know yeah. right away. You could look on your phone and go, oh, look, motherfuckers are talking about us. I should reply back. If you insist on being a diva and uh, having a bowl full of green M and M's, I get it. We had nine people listen to last week's podcast. See, but look how many more would have listened to it if you interacted on Twitter and let all your followers know, huh? Blame that on you, sir. I'm sure you do. (laughs) Blame it on the Kraken. Blame it on that fucking igloo you live. You call a house? It is fucking... It's snowing. It's fucking cold. It's... it's. This is like the most winter we've had in 10 years. We're supposed to get a foot of snow tonight and then tomorrow. And then like another two-thirds of a foot on Thursday. And then another foot on Friday. And then another foot on Saturday. Yeah. I'm going to go to the pool tomorrow. Followed by most a foot on Sunday. So it's like six feet of snow in the next, you know, week. Good thing we're recording now before we lose you. Oh yeah, it's 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 all it's all over. <laughs> I mean yeah. So what kind of futuristic microwavable shorts are you wearing today? To keep warm. Nothing. I'm just I'm just wrapped myself up in a heated blanket. Heated blanket, that's it, huh? Yeah. Alright. How about getting it on? Does that keep you warm at night? It get it keeps me warm while I'm getting it on. <laughs> I, I quickly I quickly get tired. Well, I quickly get cold <laughs> afterwards. But um, so for you, so you, so you say for like for like so for like ten seconds you're warm. Oh, I'm thirty five oh, hot, gotcha. and then I'm and then I'm asleep, so I don't care if I'm cold. Oh, there you go. Yeah, see. Fuck it matters. Yeah. All right. No, the trick is now do it before I go to work. Are you lighter on your feet? You on when you feet? get something in the morning? I'm, I, 
you know what? I'm not, I'm not the I'm that's not my default. Like Wait, what? I what? don't. I don't. I'm not normally a morning kind of guy, right? Right. But Chris, she is. She's the morning she don't kind of guy. At night. She she likes to she likes to get her action after we wake up, you know. Yeah. And uh, and so it's weird for me. I don't. I don't. I'm not normally that guy, but I've I've learned to appreciate it. Oh, so you rise so, to the occasion, is what you're saying. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. It's a way to get up in the morning. That's it. And I yeah, I don't. I so don't you say get to Folgers work. in your cup. You actually <laughs> get it on. I don't have to go to work till one, you know. Oh, yeah, so yeah. Chris has the day off or something. We just sit, we just walking around, you know, in our drawers. It's like, well, hell yes! I mean, we got nothing better to do. So um, <laughs> there you go. Have some flapjacks. Yeah, I'm like a late morning, early afternoon kind of guy now. Hey. So dang, yeah. this is podcast goal right here, people. This is what the people want to hear. <laughs> I can bet yeah, for I like... want to hear about my sex life. <laughs> With the well, I can vouch for the morning thing. We use it to like an alarm clock sometimes. Yeah. Like, hey, if I'm not awake at the right clock? time, just fucking wake me up. If you're not awake at the right time, I'm gonna fucking wake you up. <laughs> <laughs> I just start poking her in her back. I was just gonna say, don't you just slip it in there, wake her up? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Frankie would always say, slip it in the the poober, I'll wake her up. Also, so I could only imagine the gifts we're gonna get for that one now. So, oh boy, be aware. Yeah. So, speaking of, uh, you know, listen, read. You still have that email, that video, that audio oh. that uh, our boy Reed sent out. I feel we should uh, play it right at the top of the podcast and discuss it real quick before we get going on the show. Uh, sure. Yeah. Uh, we've got to pull it up. So give me a few. Get that ready. Cool. I don't have it ready, but yeah, just give me a few seconds. Minutes. All right, so so yeah, Harley. So Reed sent us an uh, e- uh, email a while back, a little yeah, audio clip. It. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, so we just want we did, we did, couldn't have, you know last week's episode was jetpack, so we just wanted to um, give it its proper due and some 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 proper airtime here on the Bad Boys podcast. So yeah, without any further ado, my man Tony will play it for us and uh, be whisked away by the lovely voice, lovely voice of. Sir Reed Wilson Happy here. New Year to the Bad Boys podcast. Um, I hope you had a great Christmas. Well, I just actually listened to episode three forty, and you did so good. Um, I took the kids and the wife to Moana on Boxing Day. Uh, in case you don't know, Boxing Day is the day after Christmas in Commonwealth countries, um, and we. Loved it. Uh, we've then been back to see it again in 3D and uh, loved it even more. Um, I'm interested to hear you guys' thoughts when you see it. Um, unfortunately, I don't think any of us have seen Moana, right? Nope. No. I'm, I'm waiting for the. Uh, after here, we're waiting for the re-release that's coming out, like in a couple of weeks. That's going to have sing-along lyrics on the screen in the theater. Oh, no way. And then yeah, you can check it out? Kind of annoying, don't you think, or no? Yeah, yeah, no. I'm totally not going to go to that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought you were, oh, I thought you were leading up to say you were going to go. But it's a, a film that uh, relates so well to people of the South Pacific. Um, I've been to a lot of the other countries around uh, Tonga, Fiji, um, Samoa, Rarotonga. 
Um, we all have slightly different dialects. Oh, I say we. I'm a white guy. Um, but uh, at primary school here in New Zealand, we get taught uh, Māori, uh, which you know, the Māori people uh, live here in New Zealand. Um, and a lot of the languages, as they point out in the film, um, are similar right the way from Hawaii all the way through all of the Pacific Islands there are similarities to the language and that's what uh, Disney have done really well in this film they've been able to create uh, a language and a recognisable structure so that we now have a Disney princess that like I swelled with pride watching this film. It was... I'm a Hamilton fan, the Hamilton the musical. Um, I listen to it every Friday afternoon just because it makes me happy. So hearing the music written by Lin-Manuel Miranda just made me happy anyway. But the film, the, the way that it handles uh, the different cultures that make up the South Pacific and bring them all together and and mesh them in such a way that I think everybody will be proud. Uh, so, yeah, Moana. Um, loved the score, loved the, the, the animation, loved the characters, loved the story, loved the setting... I love this film. Um, it's it's the only the second film to make me cry. The first one I was a, a teenager. Uh, it was Ten Things I Had About You, um, but this film it got to me on such a deep emotional level that yeah I've seen it twice now and I've I've cried both times. It's it's something that I'm proud of, and I had nothing to do with it. Um, but yeah, we've already gone st stationary shopping for the girls for the new year. And if they want a Moana pencil case, if they want a Moana backpack, hey, I I'm happy for them to have it. Um, this is my favorite film of 2016 and it's now, uh, it's my favorite Disney film. Um. This is an absolute certified Slater for me. That was a fucking movie. I really want to hear what you guys think. Yeah, Harley, you got to grow, you girls, you, you you missed it, huh? You didn't uh, you yeah. didn't want to see it or? Yeah, I just you know politics. <laughs> okay. Do you sound like uh, at all interested now after hearing what he thought? You know what he said? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I mean, obviously, some of it is is. Um, you know, from his perspective, so to speak. Um, but yeah, Disney's got a knack for like, excuse me, just fucking ninja kick the microphone. Um, <laughs> Disney's got like a ninja recipe. The they, just, they, they just do good work. And um, so I'm always, I always look forward to watching a Disney movie, whatever they're, whether they're producing it or, you know. Um, so. 
Yeah, it was just seemed like it was just lined up for him to love. I mean, like you said, he listens to Hamilton and, and Lin Manuel Miranda has done some songs for the movie, so it just was like made for him. So <laughs> like it was yeah. totally made for him. You know, my girls left the cinema and said, When we go to Disney World later in the year, we want to dress up as Moana. Um which you know, is exciting for me because back in two thousand five uh, my wife, Jim, and I went on honeymoon, and we went to Disneyland, and we we found this little store called Bippity Boppity Boutique, and you pay a set sum, I can't remember how much it is, and you wander in, and they give you a dress, and you uh, you get your hair done, they do your nails and your makeup, and they give you accessories to wear, and then they send you out into the the park. And for that day, you get to be the, the the princess that you're dressed as. And we said at the time, if we're ever lucky enough to have girls, we're, we're bringing them back and we're going to give this, them this experience. And uh, apparently there's a cutoff that uh, is 12 years old. So Claudia's already 10, Piper's 9. So we really need to get this done now. So... We're heading to um, to Universal Studios in Florida for a couple of nights. Uh, Jim's a massive Harry Potter fan, so she's already picked out the wand she wants to buy, um, the, the the stuff she wants to do there. And then we're spending 10 nights in Disney World. And I've been giving the girls movie homework um, we've we've got a list of 80 films and I think we've already chewed through about 35 of them and it's just making sure that the girls have got experience of the film properties that they're going to see in those parks um, I don't want to rattle them all off to you um, just assume that the major you know uh, rides in the parks and the major themes are covered in the list but if there's stuff in there that you guys can think about that's Disney or Universal related or just stuff that you think would be important for us to see before we spend uh, a lot of money travelling three quarters of the way around the world to uh, to to go on holiday uh, to imaginary lands um, so if you guys could come up with maybe just a, a couple that you might think I could add to the list that'd be great and throw me some some movie homeworks for uh, for the Disney or Universal parks and I'm guessing for Universal these kids have already seen like the classics right like Back to the Future Jurassic Park he says why is a big Harry Potter fan so that's a must. What else? Like, I don't know about that park over there if there's different than ours, but. Yeah, that's a good question. I think. Let's see. I keep thinking back old school stuff like <laughs> back to for ET that we had on ours, but. Pretty yeah, sure. yeah. And they have new ones out with, like, at least on our video that King Kong in 3D or the Transformers in 3D. So I'm trying to think. I know when the, the Mummy came out, it was doing pretty good. They, they did a ride here. That was pretty fun, but as far as classics go, and right, I mean, if they have Jaws, and you know, unless they're too young or see Jaws, you know, definitely 
put yeah. that rotation. But can you guys think of any other ones that are from that are popular movies that were, that are, um, that are attractions at the park? You know, I haven't been to Universal Studios in thirty years. <laughs> you probably remember uh, actually yeah. taking everything. We went. Yeah. We went like a couple years ago. Um, yeah, Tony they, would know better. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Transformers in, Transformers was in there. Um, Minions. I remember we went to Minions. There's a whole Simpsons area. You know, there's like there's a little Simpsons theme park within the theme park. Um, mm. what uh, was it? The Mummy or something? Something Egyptian. Yeah, I think that's the Mummy. Yeah, yeah it was probably the Mummy. So you were in Springfield then? In, yeah, we were in, in Springfield. Um, yeah. We did go. There's the Jurassic Park. There was a Transformers. Like a Nickelodeon road. Kids Zone or anything? Uh, uh, SpongeBob was walking around. I don't remember seeing that. Okay. I just remember but the Minions. There was a ride. There was a Minions there ride. There was a Minions though, right? 3D ride. Yeah. Okay. Um, there was a Simpsons 3D ride. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't remember the. I guess the main was the is the tram, right? That pretty much covers that covers a lot of them, right? The tram is all the classics. Yeah. Back to the Future, Jaws. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure everything you have on the list, Reed, is probably like top like the main attractions there, and um, and for the Disney ones, like you, like Harley said, yeah, Disney ones they just can't you can't miss. I mean, they're all they're yeah. pretty much they're, you know they're pretty fantastic. So. Um, Yeah, I think um Yeah, I'm I don't even know if he's he's probably already gone already. <laughs> One time to listen to this he's probably already gone. <laughs> he's like, uh, yeah, thanks guys. <laughs> really but, helpful. Yeah, hopefully that helps. Like I said, yeah, I haven't been in forever, but I'm pretty sure you've covered the classics, you know. Love the podcast, guys. Thanks for listening. See you. Thank you, Reed, for that. That was awesome. Really appreciate yeah. that. And I hope you had a happy new year and a Merry Christmas too, so <laughs> Yeah, no, but you're doing great. Where you do, like I said, you took your kids to the movies, and they're also gonna have fun. And you got, you got your list. I'm pretty sure everything's like covered. If you, you seen all the classics? Like, say you burned through like 35 movies. You said so. Oh shit! Yeah, I'm pretty you sure. Just go to the website. Like, if you go you know, to UniversalStudiosHollywood.com attractions, mm-hmm. it has a list of right there: Harry Potter, Walking Dead, Fast and Furious, King Kong, Despicable Me, uh, Transformers, Simpsons, Jurassic Park, The Mummy, Waterworld, Shrek. And that's it. Those are all okay. the movie-related type things or show-related type things. But I remember, see, the Hollywood doesn't have Terminator anymore. I used to love that one. Mm. I mean, it was, it was like, uh, like an immediate sequel to T2. It was amazing. Like the, I think I oh, ever caught man. that one. The one I that I remember as a kid was the Backdraft. Yeah. You would just sit there and watch everything explode. Yeah. Fire. Get really hot. Yeah. No. So, yeah, report back to his relays, though. No. How you trip on it? If you already, if you already did go, let's uh, win. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So let's see. So you guys saw us a couple extras, right? Yeah, if you can call it an extra. Okay. Well, you. I mean, what was this your first time your your uh, significant other had seen that big? Well, that's the thing. Is is uh, me? Me and Chris were uh, having a having a night to ourselves. The both girls were. We're at a uh, we're at sleepovers. So you get blazed uh, up, is what you're saying? Well, no, no. Um, you know, no. So, anyways, that wasn't very convincing. That wasn't very convincing. 
<laughs> so, anyways, we uh, you, you, called I up, you called up Samson, half baked, <laughs> Mister Nice Guy, <laughs> and um, um, you have smoked yourself like, retarded. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so anyway, so yeah, we watched half baked. She'd never seen it before. And uh, once she realized what it's about and how, like, over the top it is, she had a good time with it for sure. Um, you know, for me, for us, it's a Slater without a doubt. I mean, there's no... It might not be a certified Slater just because I don't know if Tony gave it a Slater. Um, but, I yeah, for I my wasn't taste, based enough when I watch it. That's, that's my I'll problem. It. Now that What's it's that? legal, though, I'm going to get my whole family in on that shit. Yeah, you make so. you make brownies and I watch them. Have them watch it. <laughs> yep, I'll make some uh, some pot chorizo and eggs. And, uh... Oh yeah, we'll get back to us on that because <laughs> I give it a Slater, so I'll be curious to see. Yeah, if it's a certified Slater, because it is a classic for all I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, I know I know Chappelle's not the hugest fan of it in the sense of he, you know, he's. Um, but uh, for all for all intents and purposes, it's a perfect film. So, um, yeah, half baked, absolutely. Right on. She yeah, it's cool that she enjoyed that. Right. Yeah. Right on. So yeah, so on. So I, I'll go next really quick. Um, so last night uh, we had Monday night movie macabre at my buddy Jeff's house, and uh, the night before, then the week before, he went over to my house to watch Phantasm. So we were like, hey. We noticed it was on Stars, Phantasm 2, so let's check it out. And then uh pretty much starts off pretty much closely from the where the first one ended. Mike, now released from a psychiatric hospital, continues his journey to stop the evil tall man from his grim work. And this one is also written, directed by Don Coscarelli. Except the guy that plays Mike is different this time around. But he comes back for the third and fourth. So while we're watching, I'm like thinking, this motherfucker, uh, the, the original... He busted a Vin Diesel, Fast and Furious. Thought he was too big for Phantasm 2. Didn't want to return. Too fast, too Phantasm. So, so he bounced and then, and then, uh, came back in Tokyo Drift. Came back in the third one. Hmm. If you sound confused, like what? I'm just relating to Fast and Furious. He left the series. After that, he came back. If you notice, he's in, he's in all the other ones. And, uh, yeah, this one's really cool. This one's, like I said, it was funny because the main guy that played him, James Gross, I'm looking at him like, that motherfucker looks familiar. I go, that's the dude from Point Break who played Roach. That means you're like, yeah, yeah, that is him. We're just kind of laughing about that. And then um, Tall Mac comes back. You got the little minion dwarves again. Uh, the different portal to, to hell. And you got Reggie Banister playing a badass again. Um, just kicking ass, getting chicks. He makes his fucking, just gets his shotgun, right? And he falls him down. And he puts them together. So, you know, like a double barrel shotgun, right? You know, so that they cut them off, make it sawed off, like Road Warrior style. Mm-hmm. Except he kind of files it to where it's like a, almost like a, like a triangle shape. So when he puts two of them together, they're kind of like an arrow, you know what I'm talking about? Hmm. So imagine, like, file them off, but then putting the two double barrels together, right? Mm-hmm. So the two ones in the middle are taller than the ones on the side. He puts that shit together, fucking fires four... He's got this 
Oh, dude, I'm like, just like listening to Jeff like going nuts on it because when he finally fucking fires it off, he shoots off like eight minions in a row. He just shoots them off with it, the way he shoots. It's it's pretty badass. I think continuously use it throughout the series from what I've seen from other pictures. But um, yeah, Phantasm Two is a lot of fun as well. And um, after that, so I'll, so we buy that for a dollar. I'll, I'll throw his name in it too. We both bought it for a dollar. I'd buy that for a dollar. Yes. And um, so after that, we're talking, talking, and I was like, "He just purchased a Commando on iTunes recently. Like, as a director's cut, and you want to watch it? I'm like, sure." Um, started watching it, and the only difference we noticed was, out of Commando. Yeah, check it out. So the only difference we noticed was um, there's a lot more interaction between him and Ray Dawn and Chong's character, who's you know, oh, who's Tommy Chong's daughter. Jeff told me, did you know that? Real shit. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Last name Chong. Who, who would have thought? Who would have thought? Right. Have yeah. Well, she's black. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's it. I guess. Yeah. Oh man, Arnold Schwarzenegger playing John Matrix. You already know it's fucking Commando. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't need to talk about Commando yeah, anymore. Yeah. But it was cool, like just seeing him driving with her, like when he's in that little Alfa Romero, I think, the little red convertible. Yeah, talking. yeah. She. He actually brings up his um his ex wife who died. That was Milano's character's oh, mom. Yeah. So just a little backstory. There's a lot of backstory. That's pretty much all it is. It's like um, they talk in another scene. It's mostly backstory. Now, if you're a fan of yeah. it, you dig it, eat that shit up. Yeah. Um, if they're pressed for time, I can see why it got cut off. It makes sense. Um, yeah, they're they're editing that shit. They're cutting that. They're making that movie as short as possible. Exactly. Yeah. So um, so a couple highlights. Dan Medea's accent is pretty fucking terrible. It's pretty funny. Um Arnold Schwarzenegger and Bill Duke's fight in the motel room. Just awesome, right? Oh, that's fucking great. What's what makes it even better is is um Red Dawn's character, she uh comments on it like she's like, Ah, oh, these guys eat too much red meat, you know? Yeah, it's yeah. Some macho bullshit, you know? It's like you know, Bill Duke does this whole line about eating green brace for breakfast. Or no, he's like he's like he's like, You afraid, motherfucker? Because green brace will kick your ass. <laughs> it's like, I eat green bread for breakfast, and right now I'm really, really hungry. And he punches the shit. She's just like, oh my gosh. The one liner in that movie is absolutely classic. For sure. Yeah. Well, the best one is like when he's like, fuck you, asshole. And I was like, and, he, and then like he, he shot, he shoots his gun, you know, but he's like, he's out of, he's out of bullets. He just does it. And then I looks at him like, fuck you, asshole. It's just like the best. He says the same thing, but the way he says it's so funny. And then one of the things we noticed while watching the game, when they do bust through the other other room, and just like, oh yeah, we get fucking, we get just like, cause he goes, this is probably the greatest scene right here. We get some fucking action, some shooting, and then we get two big ass titties coming out. So when they do break in, you guys remember that scene, right? They bust into the other room. Yeah, through the door, yeah. Through the room, right. So there's a couple having sex, right? And there's a camera on a tripod. So when the blanket, if so you watch it again, when the blanket lifts up. You notice that the chick's behind the dude. <laughs> and it oh, happens really quick. You gotta look. Huh. So it's like, was she wearing a strap? Was she giving it to him? Like, well, what's fuck? going on there? I mean, because, like, um, the angle we get, we, we get some titties, and they're great. So, no problem there. But yeah, we get notice when the covers go behind. She's behind him, my man. He's in the front. We're like, what is going on there? <laughs> so I'd be curious to see if anyone on the, on the message boards, anyone else has written anything on there. There's a put the knife, there's commando drinking game, 
fight scene between Arnold and Bill Duke. See, that one might be there. Um, but uh, but yeah, Commando, fucking Slater, man. The music, fucking Bernie Wells, the movie. and this is just uh, you got you know fucking David Patrick Kelly as Sully, just a slime ball in it. Um, General's yellow. Port. I mean, this is even a funny security company <laughs> identifying Arnold, and this might be deja vu. If I might, I might have said this before. But he's describing him. It's like a six-two, big motherfucker. He's one gigantic motherfucker. Motherfucker. God, I wish I had that sounder, man. It's so fucking great. Uh, Yeah, but uh, yeah, Commando, fucking slay. Director's cut. All right, if you get a chance, you're fine. Give a shit. Like I said, only a couple of scenes, but it's it's cool, you know. Especially if you watched it so many times. Yeah, for the fans. Yeah, it kind of adds to it. Yeah, for sure. So if you're a fan of it, you know. Um, I think it just got released on DVD, and it's weird because it's got a different cover. It almost looks like the Raw Deal cover because he's wearing a wife beater. It's really weird. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I yeah. just was always impressed when he carried the uh, the log over his shoulder. Oh, fucking! We talked about that movie. Yeah, it's just, and I, he's carrying a fucking tree. Look at him. He's just <laughs> carrying it. Well, in this, so when I was a kid, I saw it. I was like, wow, that he must be really strong. And then, as an adult, when I moved up to the woods and actually started cutting trees down for firewood and realized a tree that big would weigh, you know, a thousand pounds or some shit, and he's just carrying I'm like, that motherfucker is... You're you're pissed off. You can't do that, huh? No. Are you fucking kidding me? A a little log weighs 75 pounds, so... He uh, um, he was thirty eight when he made when he and when he made command. I know that's the funny thing about like. I mean, Jeff look at each other, fucking scar- scarfing our faces with fucking chips and salsa. Popcorn. I'm like, chips you look like that, 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 that when you're thirty eight. Like, no, I don't. Do you? No. <laughs> We're like, damn, <laughs> ripped. You know what I mean? So yeah. yeah. What is important is gravity. It's gravity. Yeah. See, that's what's helping him out. See, I lied. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, come on. There's, there's so many great lines. Like my best oh, when he's when he's shooting every, up though, when he's getting ready. There's a, a historical. Um, oh, when he goes to the surplus store and he gets everything. Oh, oh yeah. The best. It's the best. Yeah. So Commando Slater, director's cut. Which do with Sully? I let him go. <laughs> no, he's like, yeah. <laughs> All right. So what else you guys see? Tony saw a cartoon or some shit. Uh, actually, I have a lot to catch up on because um, I, I rewatched Captain America for last week's podcast. Um, I gave it a dollar. Just fuck the whole review. Yeah, I gave it a dollar. <laughs> it didn't All even right. end up in my top ten. So um, then uh, I ended up watching Tarzan, the cartoon, Disney cartoon. That was fun. It's just it's a dollar. I mean, not the not the live action one. Not the live Disney? action one. We went back. Lane felt like she wanted she wanted to sing or something, and I picked Tarzan. Um, so um, then I watched Ratchet and Clank. Um, I ended up watching it after we did our podcast. I watched it last week, um, mm-hmm. so it didn't make it into the top. Uh, I have no idea if it would have ended up anywhere. Uh, but it was kind of it was kind of fun. It's based on the video game, and I have the video game, and I started playing it, and it was kind of cool that it, it's pretty much the exact same storyline, but in movie form. Mm-hmm. Um, so there you go, another another video game movie, and I'm I'm a sucker for it. So I give that a dollar too. Um, then mm-hmm. a couple of movies that I threw on while working, you know, while programming, um, and I put on movies that they they don't seem like 
they they catch my attention. Uh, like, it's just going to be something to put on in the background. And I generally gravitate towards animes. So I put on Bleach the movie, uh, Hellverse. Um, and um, it, 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 it was a programming movie. I totally didn't pay attention to a lot of it. There were some fight scenes which were kind of cool. Uh, the story was about like some group of guys that that now, he had watched the series before no i'd never seen anything i had no idea okay. anything anything about anything um so everything was new to me uh the group of guys are like they they help out souls and protect them from going into hell or something and but the story oh. on this one is that they need this one special guy who has crazy unlimited power but he doesn't know type thing and i'm just like eh, i didn't really care too much about it i just you know i looked up every time there was a the fight scene which was kind of neat um they you know depict hell and um and it's in a really large scope so it was cool for the visuals um it would i watch it without programming probably not so it's I, i'd give that one a waste of time that would be a waste oh, of time and then I watched uh, 2007 Doctor Strange, another animated movie. Um, and I think this one ended up pulling me out of programming a lot more because I'm interested in the live action movie that came out last year. Um, so it was kind of cool to to, to hear you know, the story um, before I get it. You know, before before it's like you know I'm I'm pre gaming for the the Doctor Strange movie. Um, so this one felt it, it was it was pretty cool. Um, Again, I programmed through most of it, but I, I, I think because I was interested in the live-action movie, I ended up paying attention more to this movie than the other one. So this one felt more like I enjoyed it more and felt more like a dollar. I'd buy that for a dollar! It's hard to say. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, that... Hey, that was it. Just flew through. I don't know. Was all your streets on? Harley, you, you were good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't... We watch a lot of extras. Okay. Right on. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, I'll, I'll randomly like um before we put the kids to bed. Like Juno was on TV, and watched that in so long. Hmm. I got hooked right away. Started watching it again. I don't cool. think I've ever actually watched that. Movie. Really? I think I've only seen it once. Huh? Yeah. yeah. I was hooked watching it again. You know, Michael Cera, Ellen Page, Jason Reitman directing the Alicote script, um, Jason Bateman, Jennifer Garner. J.K. Simmons, just a cool cast and just great dialogue with the kids and flows really well. Comedy drama. And, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I mean, like I said, I hadn't watched it in so long and just got hooked watching it again. It just reminded me, like, I was like, I was like hey, crew, you know, um, me and mom were dressed up as M2 for Halloween one time. Oh, she was like, in fact, when she was pregnant with crew, we uh, we went as a Juno oh. and Polyker. <laughs> yeah, I think I remember you guys so, telling me that. That's cool. Yeah. So yeah, do you know? Yeah, it's a dollar for sure. Even though I almost half of it. <laughs> I'd buy that for a dollar. There you go. Right on. So let's get to the homework, which was chosen by me. Deep Water Horizon. Hmm. Did you guys know anything about this before? Seen the trailer or anything? Go blind. What's going on with it? Um. I knew I knew uh, Peter Berg had directed it. I mean, I saw the trailers and shit like that, you know. Um, I did not, and obviously, I'd followed the news reports when, oh, excuse me, shit, um, when the actual event happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's interesting. It, it's such a short turnaround. You know, the actual accident happened uh, six years ago, and so. 
Um, you know, I, I, I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, but, um, or they made a movie that quickly or, yeah, they made it, they made a movie about it, uh, you know, only six years later kind of thing. I don't know. It just, it just felt kind of interesting. So, okay. uh, so that was kind of cool. Um, I was interested in seeing it, you know, unfortunately, uh, it's, it's Marky Mark. And so I, I always have this sort of like, you know, this just sort of like, what? It's, no, what? Yeah, no. exactly. <laughs> I was waiting for Tony to drop it. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, but I'm actually a fan of Peter Berg. The last couple movies he's directed, I've, I remember enjoying Lone Survivor, and so that was cool. Um, obviously, Battleship wasn't uh, exactly critically acclaimed. <laughs> but Wait, um, did you see the trailer for this? No. Okay. Um, so this this well, let's go around the corner. Let's, let's go around the table here. And uh, MCP, what are your thoughts on Deepwater Horizon? Were you programming? Did it grab your attention? <laughs> Would you have to bust out your whiteboard um, to start on this up, one? You know? I started programming and then I stopped it um, and pulled Lane into it um, at like the forty-minute mark, and I was like, because I, I yeah, watched it up when to got like all backdrafty. The, yeah, I, got, I watched it up to like the fifty-minute mark, and I was like, now it's starting to get good. I'm gonna rewind this shit, and we're gonna watch it together. Um, it's, I, it's, so the first 40 minutes were all just character development, like mm-hmm. getting to know the characters, who are you supposed to hate? Who are you supposed to like? Who are you supposed to root for? Who do you not care about? You know, like yeah. who's expendable, you know, like, right. And it was, who's, like, who are you going to feel bad if they, if they bite the bullet? Yeah. And I'm just like, you know what? I, I really didn't give a shit. <laughs> it's like, all I care about is Marky Mark. <laughs> and, and that was pretty much it. Um, okay. uh, but at, at the 40 minute mark, shit starts to get real. I'm like, Damn! Holy shit! Like it was, it was mind blowing to think how. Like I knew it was dangerous out there, but this movie kind of like makes it you know over the top. It makes it a a theatrical spectacle, but it really makes its mark. At least with me, I was like, "Whoa, that's actually kind of cool to see how crazy it can get down there." Laney, you gotta watch this shit. So um, I was in. I was in at that forty minute mark. I was like, "Yep, I'm in," and I totally stopped programming and. Curled up, grab some hot dogs, and watch the movie. Nice. And for myself, yeah, when Kurt Russell, Kurt Russell's amazing mustache popped up on the screen, I was like, "Fuck oh, yeah, we in for a fucking treat right here, my friends." Mister Jimmy, you know, no fucking around. We get we get Cyrus the virus, fucking John. Mal- when the fuck was the last know, time you saw Malkovich? Fucking accent and shit. I was with like, a Louisiana accent, boy. I was like, yeah. oh shit. You play the bad guy. You're gonna fucking. You're gonna go up against my fucking McCready. You're gonna go up against Snake Plissken, McCready. Come on now. Oh, was... Fucking around with Bone Tomahawk now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Mark Wahlberg. You know he, he he has that like good old American you know look. Like if it wasn't him, it could be like you know like Chris Pratt, Sydney Mark and Mark. I think you know what I mean. So um, him and Peter Berg seem to work love to work with each other because they did Patriots Day. After this, so, um, yeah, like I said, they, yeah, they do a good job of like, you know, him knowing everybody and you get to know all the characters and there's a young kid and then you got a, a Gina Rodriguez's character. Like, all right, cool. You know, yeah. Is it going to suck if these people don't like, you know, cause they just have these really cool interactions with everybody. Um, and you know, it's just about the, it's, it's going to, it's going to boil over. It's going to go down. And, um, and when it does, you're right, man, it's just fucking intense. Um, 
mm-hmm. then, yeah, man, I'm, I don't lie if I got a little couple of waterworks, you know, because at the end they show people's real names and the real pictures of the, of the people. Yeah, Marky Mark almost had me crying at the end of the movie. Really? When his wife and uh, uh, daughter come in mm-hmm. um, to the hotel room, I was like, oh, that's tough. I mean, you know, and like Font, or Tony, you were mentioning yeah. that it is the first 40 minutes of the movie is just character development sort of. Um, and that really paid off. I think at the end, um, I, I think it was good that they did that kind of mm-hmm. thing because neither one of yeah. those actors known for, um, you know, sort of their acting chops. But by the end of the film, I was like, yeah, it works mm-hmm. kind of thing. You know, yeah. Um, so um, yeah, I was pleasantly surprised because, like, like you said, I mean, there was eleven people that didn't make it, and uh, and it could have been prevented, you know. And um, it was like, and it went off for eighty four days. It said at the end, the oil spill, the the, the, spill the, actual, the yeah. fire was put out relatively right. short, um, but the oil spill it took them eighty seven days to cap the the oil. That's fucking insane. It was like uh, the the worst oil spill in U.S. history. Right? It was like 210 yeah. million. It's the worst natural disaster in U.S. history. Yeah. Yeah. It's all Malkovich's fault, right? Uh, no, <laughs> he's not solely responsible for it. There's oh, a lot. Who'd you, you point fingers at? <laughs> well, obviously, well, they, uh, we didn't watch a documentary on the Deepwater Horizon. We watched it. <laughs> Based on true events. Now, John Malkovich plays a great villain, and so he definitely is in the movie the most responsible. There are probably dozens of people that are equally responsible for turning a blind eye to maintenance, to not running the proper tests, you know. Um, and ironically, you know, a lot of that was worked into the screenplay and didn't need to be. You know, you could have played the movie out as just a natural disaster. We've seen we've seen it done before. We didn't need to go into the politics of of, you know, it could have been, you know, uh, it didn't have to happen so to speak. But they pointed out, you know, it's the well from hell and Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. So, um, I, I applaud them. That that's kind of a gamble to really, I mean, and essentially throw BP under the bus. Now, obviously, history has done it for them without the movie. But you know, people still go to their AMPM and their Arcos, and people still buy gas from the cheapest gas station they can find, and oftentimes that's BP oil. So, um. So it is interesting that they were they did go that route, um, and they didn't have to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, from the movie standpoint, it, it's an hour and forty five minutes. Uh, you got to have somebody that is the bad guy, and uh, you got one of the great bad guys of all time with that fucking evil Bond accent he was rocking. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, his performance was was the strength of the. Uh, the movie. Sure. There was a lot of like really good performances. I thought I was, I was surprised at, 
at all the supporting cast. Obviously, you know, you're going to get Kurt Russell. He He's an A, you know. But all, like, the little sort of, like, B and C list actors, I was, you know, all just all the main, all the characters that were in the movie, I was just impressed. None, nobody's performance did I ever go, I don't feel that. You know what I mean? <laughs> Everybody just felt it just worked. And so that, for me, really would, right, yeah. that helps a lot. Mm-hmm. A movie that just sort of all the characters. Yeah. I mean, in the movie, there, that one guy who looked who up and was like, I'm going to go fix that crane or this is going to kill us all. And I'm like, fuck the guts that it took for that guy to go up there. Yeah. He has slim to none chance of surviving. Right. But he's like, I got to do it. I was like, fuck man. That's I know. I just, yeah. But then like, he's sitting there there for the longest time. Can he get down? What's that? He sat up there. Just look at this guy. Like 30 seconds. Like, yo man, you can get down now. Like, what are you doing? Where's your this is not a, he might have maybe he had a fear of heights. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> sure, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But it was just like it's one of those things in the movie where you're like, oh man, why'd they do that? If they would have just done this, they would have got out right. They, but, I, I imagine that in somebody told like, the story yeah, I mean, of the real when it happened in real life that somebody did something like that. So yeah. they gave him it was an homage to that person. You know, sure, yeah. And like I said, I won't take anything away from it because I was that took some fucking balls right there. Yeah. You know. Everyone too. Everyone that, uh, that gets to just survive and get out of there. I get a Titanic feel when, like, I thought somebody's gonna like get kicked out of the boat. They're, they were told they couldn't <laughs> go in there. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, this was really well done. Um, like I said, I, I got a little motion at the end, especially when a kid Hudson's hugging Kurt Russell. I'm like, Cause that's like, I'm like, that's a real dad, man. It's good, to, you know. It's like, come on. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, no, yeah, it worked. I mean, like, it got it got intense and. And if it's all CG, because I'm thinking, man, that would be just too fucking dangerous trying to film shit like that. You know what I mean? Um, but it worked. It, um, pretty much everything I said, yeah. It, the performances were great. The special effects really, really worked. And I'm pretty I'm curious, I'm curious to see Peter Berg and Mark Wahlberg again in Patriots Day. I'm curious to see that. But um, this one I would definitely uh, buy for a dollar. I'd buy that for a dollar. It's my 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 soggy oiled black dollar. I'd buy that for a dollar. Yeah, you know it was interesting. It, it the the fire, the last forty five minutes of the movie, like you said, it's all backdrafty. And I was thinking, there's probably a fuck ton of CG, mm-hmm. right? But it's done well. And it just looks like real practical effects with just all the explosions and this and that and, and all the fire. And you're just like, there's no way they actually film that. It's way too fucking dangerous. I'm saying, yeah. I thought, yeah, they went up and this uh, is a... set an oil rig on fire. <laughs> well, no, I mean, but just like all the fire in a scene when somebody's walking down the hallway and there's fire behind them and shit like that. You know all that shit's CG, right? It's gotta yeah, be. But, yeah, but, I mean, I, but but I appreciate it, the injuries too, though. Like that happened. Know, like it, well, after Kurt Russell got knocked out, he had a black eye immediately. And you, you know, oh, see that, you know, yeah, up. a big ass uh, piece of glass in his foot. Yeah, uh, he didn't wrap it up. He just put a boot. Oh, but my God. point is, like, this is a good example of good CG that doesn't take away from the movie. 
you know, where you're not like, oh, yeah, that looks CG. I mean, there were a couple scenes where the you could see the well, like, kind of the distance, and you're like, yeah, obviously that's CG. It's on fire, you know. Really? But Man, I never it, thought. It doesn't take away. It never took away from a really good, long action set piece, basically, that I haven't felt that, like, fear of fire since Backdraft. And that's a long fucking time ago. I mean, we watched it on the podcast, you know, probably less than a year ago. Mid nineties or something like that, and so, um, yeah, the just sort of the fire is a character in this movie, um, and so I definitely applaud them. Um, you know, I don't know now, some you know of what, its screenplay, but you know, yeah. for the most part, you know what was a, you know, a, a another or, character? I think that's funny that you say that the fire is a character. The fucking mud. Like oh, yeah. trying to burst yeah, out that too. Oh, that was, was that looked time. like a monster just just trying to get out. That was cool. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, it's funny. There was that scene where like um uh, um uh, Malkovich is trying to escape, right? And he's covered with mud, and then he's like doing the wiper thing with your hands to wipe the the mud off his, yeah. his glasses. Mm-hmm. But he's doing it in a way where it's like he's trying to wipe it off his eyes, where you it go like deep into your socket and try to pull away. Right. But he's doing that to his lens of his glasses. That was kind of funny. Like it's just mm-hmm. so much, you know. You're just trying to wipe it off. Yeah. Um, but yeah, mud, yeah, mud was a motherfucker in the movie too. I don't talk about Matthew McConaughey. I'm talking about this shit mud. Yeah, the, you know. So yeah. So cool. yeah, it's it's absolutely a dollar. I was I was pleasantly surprised. I'd Chris, buy that was, for a Chris watched it with me, and she was hooked from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not long, you know. It's an hour yeah. and forty seven minutes. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's short but effective. And so, especially for your average watcher kind of thing, film goer, um, if you're not familiar with it at all, the actual true event, uh, you should watch it for sure. Because at least you might Wikipedia the actual event, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. Because I remember, like, watching it on news back in the day and going, oh, yeah, that sucks. Like, yeah, oil spill... Man, this movie makes it seem like way bigger. Now, obviously, 11 people is a lot of fucking people. You know, line up 11 bodies next to each other and have a story, a family and kids and wives and grandpas and uncles and neighbors and shit. It's a lot of fucking people. Um, So it's definitely no joke. Um, But the, you know, I mean, and the, the movie doesn't address it. I like how at the end they basically narrate the end of it. You know what I mean? You could easily have added another 30 minutes to the movie and, right. and talked about, you know, all, right, the, right, right, right. all the politics that happened afterwards. But that's not what the movie's about. And, and so so I applaud that. Um, the oil w- drill, well, actually sunk. I mean, it literally burned to the water. It literally went kaput. I mean, it's the, it was so severe, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The fire, which is nuts because the fucking thing is built entirely out of steel. <laughs> it's like, it's like, here's a fucking, uh, I'm going to float a box of nails out in the middle of the ocean and I'm going to watch <laughs> the nails burn to the water. Like, what? How does all <laughs> that fucking steel burn? But, you know, between all the oil and, and everything else, it's like fucking burnt to a crisp so um yeah it it inspired me to to do a little bit of wikipedia research and and um 
And uh, yeah, so yeah, definitely a dollar. Everybody should go check it out. Yep, dollar for me too. Yeah. Or wait, yeah, we all give a dollar. Right? Yeah. Give a dollar. A solid dollar. Dollar, 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 Billy Gong. I'm gonna take a, I'm gonna take a pee break. All right. Be back. You got a song? Hmm. <laughs> extra credit, huh? Uh huh. Who had the extra credit? Wait, Tony there? Yeah. Yep. Yep. I got it. Right. I assigned it um, mainly because I was looking for a New Year's type of movie, um, and this movie popped up. So I said, "Sure, why not? We haven't. It's it's supposed to be a classic, and we haven't reviewed it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when we're watching the film, I'm like, holy shit, it's got Carrie Fisher. Yeah, I know. Perfect. I was like, oh man. I had I had I I watched the movie all the way through. Didn't realize yeah. it was her until the credits, <laughs> and then I was like, "Really? Oh, yeah? Oh yeah? You realize it was, <laughs> I was her? A fucking idiot! Oh wow! Man. Yeah, but I, I ended up watching it a second time and dragged Lainey into it. Um, oh, because <laughs> it is my kind of movie. It's got a it's lot of very talky talky, very talky talky, right? Oh yeah. Lot. So um, yeah, well, it, it goes. It's very Billy Crystal talky talky. <laughs> yeah, it works for me. I don't mind Mike Wazowski. <laughs> Mike Wanowski. Yeah, Meg Ryan's cute on the eyes too, man. She's so freaking cute in this movie. Oh yeah, she's she's I think it's funny. Yeah, so the movie just follows um it 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 starts off where you're like this who the fuck is this old couple? Is this Harry and <laughs> Sally? Like is that the, is that supposed to be them? <laughs> like and then Carl right. this couple kissing. I was like, "Oh, they're that couple." <laughs> And then uh, they start talking like, you know, no way it's them. Uh, so it started off a little confusing to me because I don't remember watching this ever. So it almost felt like the first time. Um, no, it did feel like the first time because I didn't remember it. And, like any of the scenes. I recognized the big the the, the diner scene, um, you know, the, that the movie's known for. Uh, uh, exactly. But uh, the rest of the movie, yeah, it, it was it was a nice surprise. Um, I dug all the banter. Um, him and Meg Ryan, they have that. Um, combative chemistry that was fun to watch. Uh, it, it seemed like, you know, that they, they were at each other's throats for a while, and then they became, you know, well, I, I mean, they became friends, and you know, and eventually, um, live happily ever after, and all that crap. You know, it's it's from 1989. We can spoil the crap out of it. Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, for me, it was yeah, it was it was it was fun. I I, I was expecting more of a rom com, and it um, like the fact that they weren't getting along uh, made it more interesting. Like it worked for me. It made me pay attention more. Um, when when it is a non traditional rom com for sure. Yeah, yeah. Like originally, I was anticipating completely programming through it and not really paying attention. But the fact mm-hmm. that they that they had that odd relationship. Um, and they kept on skipping and going through time, like they met each other, and then they didn't see each other for another five years, and then just happened to, you know, cross paths at the airport, and then that's it. And so that kept, that definitely kept me intrigued. How they how over the course of what was it like twelve years they saw each other only a few times here and there, yeah. um, just kind of reinforcing yeah, that they didn't like each other. other. Yeah, and then there's the, the 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 conversations that they have. Um, where Billy Crystal's character Harry is always talking about, you know, men and women and how they can't be friends and blah blah blah. It's it's adds that social commentary side of things that's always fun, you know, to listen mm-hmm. to. Exactly. 
Yeah, I remember when I first watched it too. I was like, I want to see. It. Yeah, you're right because if you know that scene in the diner, you want to see it. And um, yeah, it's just a, like cleverly written. Like Rob Reiner directed some of his comedies. Um, Billy Crystal's a super witty, smart, funny guy. Um, and I'm thinking, I, I convince me that these two fall for each other because she's super cute. <laughs> like because you know he ain't no he ain't ugly. He ain't you know a handsome man per se, but. Thinking, oh, hey, let's. How do you make it work, my man? Let's see. So, so there's hope for us out there, you know, aren't the best looking out. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, this when I was when I was watching, I'm like, yeah, man, this got like uh, before sunset and all the movies, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what is it about that tone that you just you just, you just love so much? Um, I I don't know. I I, I guess I I could. I, I don't know. I just like it. You can just watch when the dialogue. Talk. <laughs> when the dialogue is clever, um, uh-huh. and it it it's good banter, it just sucks me in, and I get pulled into that world. Like I don't, it, it just it just works for me. Yeah. Well, how know, you maybe, Does it work for you? Well, interestingly enough, this was not extra credit. I'd never seen it before. Oh, okay. And I was not looking forward to it. Uh, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not a <laughs> I'm not a Billy Crystal fan. I'm not a Meg Ryan fan. Um, hey, we just found Harley's Ben Stiller. Harley's Harley's ben Stiller. Ben Stiller. Yeah, well, no, I, I didn't say I hate him. I just uh, I hate pretty much saying that before my time. I mean, truth be told, it, it, it's just sort of 1989. You know, oh, rom com. Uh, you know, it's like this one. I always get this one confused with uh, you've got mail with what's his name and 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 fucking her. And so I'm, I never ended up watching this movie. And um, and so when I told Chris that it was the extra credit, she was like, "Oh, oh, goody, goody!" She all she got all excited. <laughs> and uh, God damn, if it wasn't but ten minutes in this movie, I was hooked. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and I joined the like the entire movie. Like five years later, I'm like sold. And I think a lot of it is partly because you know we don't see a lot of these kind of like smart rom coms, rated R rom coms, you know uh, nowadays. Mm-hmm. And so it just felt. It just felt a little more adult, a little more mature, a little. I mean, obviously the whole orgasming scene at the dinner, at the or at lunch and stuff. Um, but the fact that throughout the entire movie they literally are just friends, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it works because she's a fucking nutcase, <laughs> you know what I mean? She's got her fucking weird OCD. She's cute. She is. She's cute as hell. Um, and he's, he's just a fucking womanizing, you know, dude. And so, but they have this, they have this bond, this friendship, obviously. Um, and so, you know, but it's so, so, so they, they, we have these, we have all those like rom-com that we typically see in these sort of cliche movies, but it's, they're just friends. You know what I mean? And so that scene is so fucking classic. And when the lady goes, I'll have what she's having. Mm-hmm. I'm fucking laughing out loud. Like <laughs> it literally, and it 
it didn't take me 30, 40 minutes to get into the movie. Right. It was right. literally like the car ride. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit, Billy Crystal's young in this movie. I had no idea that the movie takes place 11 years after that scene kind of thing, you know? Yeah. And so, um, and so, and it is obviously, it's a character piece. We just sort of build these characters. And, and so, yeah, it worked. I mean, I had a lot of fun with it, surprisingly. I mean, I was dreading watching it. And, um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I ended up enjoying it. And I would certainly watch this again. Wow. Nice. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah, but I you like that. You're, you're hooked. Like you spent 10 minutes in and you're already hooked like that. Mm-hmm. That's, that's pretty amazing. You know what's sad yeah. too is like both the, the friends, Carrie Fisher's boyfriend, they're both dead. Yeah. I noticed that what's his name died at uh, 57, yeah. Bruno Kirby. Mm-hmm. I love that scene where they're both like, hey, let her down nicely. And he's oh. like, well, I don't, I'm tired of walking. I'm going to take a taxi. Me too. See you later. <laughs> both of them just fucking bolt. Uh-huh. So there's a lot of stuff like that that just was was funny and worked, you know. Um, yeah, and then there's Sleepless in Seattle too. What the fuck? There's too many of these fucking rom coms for her. Oh well, yeah, she was like the rom com yeah. queen for a while, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and is is Sleepless in Seattle and You Got Mail in any way related? Like they were really. What? Besides Tom Hanks and, and what's her I'm name? Not sure. I've never seen them, so. And I, I think it's the same director, okay. too. Huh. Yeah. But yeah, Shave Shave, yeah. Beard, Shave Billy Cooper. Did did all three of these movies. Oh, did it really? Yeah, yes, the, it's Nora to. Ephron. Yeah. She's dead, too. Oh, no way. Yeah, well, she, she made it to 71, so it's a decent run. Um, yeah, in 89, she did Harry Met Sally. In 93, she did Sleepless in Seattle. And then 98, you got mail. Okay. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I, I watched it again. Like I said, um, remember the first time I was watching, I'm like, yeah, this is why this is a class. This is why people can come back to it and watch it. You know, it can be a comfort food type movie. Yeah, and absolutely. And get hooked right away. And someone that hasn't seen it get hooked up 10 minutes right into it, automatically sold, you know. I'm just thinking, yeah. like, man, like, like, get yourself a Meg Ryan, you know? <laughs> I don't know, like, I hardly said the nutcase, but, you know, um, it's, uh, who is in well, the When he says, horse? you're the worst kind, you're <laughs> high maintenance, and you think you're low maintenance. <laughs> I just thought, oh, man, that is too, that is so, that's that smart comedy, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. And, I, you know, I'm fortunate, because I got, I, I was telling Chris that night, I got the best kind. Chris is low maintenance, but she thinks she's high maintenance kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. it's like she's nothing like this woman. In the you, I, I, I constantly was annoyed by Meg Ryan's character. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but you know, it's because I'm a guy. It's you know, I, I think <laughs> I'm supposed to take Harry's side kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was. I would definitely watch this again. Um, yeah, I would de- certainly. You know, it, it it is a it's a possible Slater. It could have been a Slater, maybe if I had seen it when I was younger or something like that. Um, but uh, yeah, I'd, I'd look forward to watching it again in the future. Wow, cool. Yeah, man, me too. Do- dollar for sure. I'd buy that That's for a dollar. dollar. That was a dollar from both of you, right? Yep. I'd buy that for a dollar. 
Cool. And even though I ended up watching it twice, it only gets a dollar. I'd buy that for a dollar. Oh, okay. Yeah, didn't yeah, make it, the mark. it was oh, almost right. a slater, but I, I found myself enjoying Laney's reaction to it more than the mm-hmm. movie itself. Um, okay. So maybe if I watch it a third time, it, things could change. So you know, but right now. It was very enjoyable. Sure. I love the hell out of it. I mean, I watched it twice um, for you know yeah, one week. Exactly. So it's, that's definitely you know, saying a lot. You, extra, it's extra those, it, interestingly, it's one of those movies that um, shows its age in the sense because um, there, it's so there's no computers. I mean, there's like computers like at the very end kind of thing, like for data entry. But, you know, they're calling each other on the phone. There's no cell phones. Um, And so it's fun to watch that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, but, like, if you've never seen the movie before and you kind of, like, watch it, you're like, well, why doesn't he just email her? It's like, like, oh, that's right. (laughs) They didn't have that shit. Yeah. I just tweeted at her. He would have been good. Yeah, exactly. So, um, although that one yeah. scene where they call their friends after they finally do it, and it just goes, they kind of go round robin the dialogue while all yeah. four of them are on screen, you know, on the phone with the other friends. Oh, when they're in the bed. When yeah, they when they're in the bed. Yeah. That was a fun scene. I I enjoyed that yeah. one. Yeah. Right on. Cool. All right, who has got next week's homework and extra credit? Y'all do. I think I got homework. All right. Hey, real quick, did you guys see that video? I saw it online where um, it's like Ben Affleck doing commentary to Armageddon. Armageddon? Uh, nope. No. It's the fucking funniest thing, dude. See if you can find a play a little bit of it. Man, he's just dogging the shit out of it. <laughs> oh, the movie. It's yeah, funny. it's fucking great. I'm like, I think he was on uh, Cracked or something or... But somebody posted on Facebook, and I was gonna. I go. I, I was listening. And I'm like, man, he was just dogging it. Like, it's it's pretty. It's good. Yeah. The whole movie. Just like, right. Well, the, the, this part was just like a, like a few minutes. It's it's a uh, only two minutes. Here we go. Easier okay. to train. Play this shit, dude. Listen, to it. turn it up. I asked Michael why it was easier to train oil drillers to become astronauts than it was to train astronauts to become oil drillers, and he told me to shut 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 the fuck up. So that that was the end of that talk. <laughs> He's like, you know, Ben, just shut up, okay? You know, this is a real plan, all right? I was like, you mean it's a real plan at NASA to train oil drillers? He was like, just shut your mouth. <laughs> See, here's where we demonstrate that, because Bruce is going to tell the guys that they did a bad job of building the drill tank. He did a piss. See, he's a salt-of-the-earth guy. And the NASA nerdonauts... Don't uh, don't understand uh, his salt of the earth ways, his rough and tumble ways. Like somehow they can build rocket ships, but they don't understand like what makes a good tranny. <laughs> like eight whole months, as if that's not enough time to learn how to drill a hole. But in a week, we're gonna learn how to be astronauts. A uh, one whole week. Yeah. You know how to fly into space? <laughs> I need my guys. Why do you need them? They're the best. Everyone's the best. Why are they the best? I don't know. They just are. I'm only the best because I work with the best. You don't trust the men you work with. I don't have friends. I got family. You want to send these boys into space? Fine. I'm sure they'll make good astronauts. 
They don't know jack about drilling. I mean, this is a little bit of a logic stretch, let's face it. They don't know jack about drilling. How hard can it be? Aim the drill at the ground and turn it on. You think it's just drilling a hole? There's a lot you gotta know about. And when you're gonna break, snap off an edge in a tranny on a corner of a hot pipe, and you're gonna get a gas pocket. Like, yeah, well, what about when the booster rockets don't fire and your EVA suit and your zero gravity, you know? Didn't you see it? Didn't you see Apollo 13, boy? Yeah. <laughs> that was it, right? Yeah, that's all, all I had on that yeah. one. Yeah, it's just like, man, just fucking giving it to Michael Bay. <laughs> just trying to ask him for logic. He's going to tell him, uh, see, that's Michael Bay. Just tell you to shut up. Just keep going. <laughs> you know? Make a good looking movie here. Fucking A. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's fucking Michael yeah. Bay. Uh huh. All right. Who had the homework? So I do. All right. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give you a choice of two. Two movies. Uh, both are starred by our boy JGL. One's from 2015. One's from 2016. Both have a 7.4 on IMDb. One is uh, directed by our boy Robert Zemeckis, and one is directed by Oliver Stone. Both are based on true stories. <laughs> so uh, I want to watch. I've, I've made a. I've wanted to watch both of these, but I just haven't had a chance to. So the first one is The Walk. Uh, the dude that walked in between the Twin Towers back in 1974. Mm-hmm. French kid. And then uh, the two, last year's Snowden. Uh, so which one do you all want to watch? Tony? Damn, I got a pick. Both are uh, just barely two hours long. Um, Both have the exact same rating on IMDb. All right, if it's odd, it's Snowden. If it's even, it's the other guy. And it's even, it's the other guy. I pick the other guy. (laughs) I pick Walk. Fonzo, do you have a preference? You pick Walk? Hmm, okay. Um, kind of intrigued by both, but I think I'm leaning more to Snowden. Uh oh, tiebreaker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to get a tiebreaker. All right, I'll, I'm gonna flip a coin. Oh, actually, I'm not. Gonna, I'm not gonna flip a coin. I'm gonna flip a um, one of those uh, batteries, one of those coin batteries. You know. Mm-hmm. So uh, heads is Energizer. Energizer will be Snowden. <laughs> Tails will be the walk. He- Energizer, heads. Which one is that? Snowden. Snowden. All right, Snowden. Snowden. All right. There you go. Cool. All right, extra credit. Credit. I uh, just had it here. We're gonna we're gonna get a visit by the old crypt keeper himself. Uh oh. Yeah, with three bo- three more bone chilling tales that include a vengeful wooden Native American, a monstrous blob in a lake, and a hitchhiker who wants revenge and will not die. Let's talk about Creep Show Two. You guys ever seen it? Another one I don't think I've ever seen. Yeah. Really? So. Yeah. Shit. I mean, obviously, I'm very familiar with the first one. Right. I don't think I've ever seen the second one. 
But I'm down. Is that? I'm down. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Right on. So how was you guys' weekend? Uh, how the fuck did we do this weekend? Oh, me and Chris uh, took our night out. That was good. That was fun. We needed to do that. We hadn't done that in a long time. Uh, oh, There's our fucking, uh, my, my, uh, toilet catch filling up with water. Um, <laughs> I thought I was wondering what that was. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what the hell? Yeah. Weekend was chill. Nothing special. Um, yeah. I don't remember us doing anything. I want to talk, Tony, I want to talk about your wedding after the podcast. So let's, okay. Let's not forget that. Um, but yeah. Nothing uh nothing major. What's up with you guys? What'd you do? I didn't do much. I hung out with my dad while Laney was at work, helped him with um a presentation that he's doing. Um and then on Sunday it was Lane's mom's birthday and so we went to she had a she had a gift certificate to uh Black Angus. Um went with my traditional my, my go to New York steak and it was good shit. So, that's about it. Yeah, we just hung out afterwards. And okay. Yeah, unfortunately, I had to go to TJ for my grandma's waking funeral. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's too bad. Yeah, I mean, it was nine months prior. It was at my grandpa's, and it seemed like it was just yesterday. We were all there hanging out. We're like, man. I mean, it's always nice to see family, but it was just in a, you know, crappy situation. But we may try to make the best of it. Yeah. You know, everyone's there. So, we like, while you're at the wake, for some reason, you know, we do it differently where the Mexicans, like, they keep the wake all night going. It, it just goes all night um, to the, hmm. uh, the morning. Yeah, um, it's kind of nice. Like I think you know, you spend that one last time with family. You know, um, more people can come in at any time and, and come, can, you know, can come to the deceased. So, um, so I, like it was like really late at night. We we go across the street from the wake and get some tacos. You and TJ, you know, you got to get some tacos and just get some food. You know, cousins and just having just having a good time and. Just seeing like the next generation, like uh, like yeah. my cousin Annabelle. You know, we were we were the first kid, the grandkids, and then there's the next one. Uh, they had so many great grandkids, like like Jason's half brother Anthony. He was he just had a kid, so like that was her other great great grandchild, like great 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 grandchild, or no, he was a great grandchild as well. Um, just so many, just seeing everybody there, just seeing the legacy of like the all the family members they left behind is just pretty remarkable and this is the first time i noticed that instead of like buying different plots like they just build one plot and they just go deep really deep down deep down low <laughs> just really low we're like my grandpa's buried first and then my grandma's above him um and i guess uh, it kind of makes sense like you can't buy any more plot more room right they just dig down lower so like you know? apartments are going high rise the cemeteries are going low rise yeah rise. yeah I, mean, I haven't thought of that, you know, but, um, um, yeah, it was, it was just a trip. Like, she looked peaceful. I mean, they had done up her makeup and, um, it got really tough when they put the scarf around her neck that she always wore. And then she always liked to be like, oh, have makeup on and perfume. And then my aunt, like, sprayed her one last time and left the bottle there for her. And it got really tough after that. It was like, oh, fuck, you know, um, so that, that, that sucked. That, that's what happened. Um, of course, I, you know, I, <laughs> Could have put anything good. Um, the fun, funny thing was we were coming back from TJ in the line. Um, there's like a, 
like an express lines kind of, and there's like two lines that take like three hours to get through. My dad's like, I don't want to get through that. So I still don't have a passport. So we went to this one. The guy's like, hey, this, um, just to let you guys know, this line's for passports only. My dad only had his card, and I didn't have one. I just had my ID. And then he goes, starts like on the computer, and he goes, oh, sorry, the way the, guy, the reason I was on the phone for so long is you guys have been chosen for a random inspection. And I'm like, oh, my God, we're taking so long. Um, and my dad had to go pissed the, the whole time. So it, it sucked even worse. He had to wait. He had to hold it for so long. I felt so bad. They just checked the back of the truck, see if we had anything we didn't. You know, we drove back. and uh, It's just, man, it's just. Dude, what's crazy now too? Like, so um, you know, before back in the day, they used to like you used to see you used to see little kids like you know try to sell gum or you know little things like that. Sure. Man, they're stepping their game up now. They got like, fucking jugglers with like with like um that are on fire and they're juggling them, like you know, like three little sticks with fire. Wow. So and they're and they're all over the place. And the one next to us, the guy, uh, he had this like big old like, milk jug of like this weird green liquid. You're drinking and a big yoga flame into the sky. I'm like, damn, these motherfuckers really stepping up their game. Wow. Yeah. Just like, uh, you know, and there's some that are just super lazy, just sitting there with a handicapped person and just asking for handouts, you know. It sucks, I get, you know, but like, you see people get on their phones and like they're looking at their phones, they don't want to look at anybody. It's like, they don't want to give any change. And it's like, man, mm-hmm. you feel bad, but it's like, you probably just gave change to the last guy, the first guy that made you feel bad, you know. Like you, you can't yeah. have enough things for everybody, so uh, it's kind of a bummer. But um, the tacos are still fucking goddamn delicious, TJ. So after plus, <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's that. And uh, oh, there's one little thing about a football team moving to Los Angeles, Harley. Oh man, why you gotta fucking talk? Why you gotta talk what about you, that shit? What are your thoughts on that? It's uh, it is what it is. It's all over. That's it. That's all over. You're, you're giving up. You're oh yeah. Tell. You know the truth is, I'm glad because I read a really interesting article about you know they're gonna make they're you know where they're p- fucking playing at right mm-hmm. the fucking ticket stub or the, the whatever the fuck it holds like 500 people like. <laughs> Fucking Oceanside High School seats more people than than where the Chargers are going to play for the next two years. Well, maybe now they'll sell out. It's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> um, but the truth is, they don't give a shit about selling tickets. Um, it, all the money is in like big business sponsorship and TV rights, and they're going to make so much money by moving to LA. It's not even funny by eventually getting a new stadium. And so, you know, it it's sad. But the truth is, all the teams have gone that way. They're all... It's just a gigantic... Like, like the, N, the NFL has just become like a giant bank. It's like... It's not about sports anymore. It's about cashing in. And so, um, you know, for a lot of the actual players you know um it's still especially obviously a lot of these players have been in the league for 15 years kind of thing but um i've been burned i've been i've needed an excuse to stop watching football for a couple <laughs> years the truth is and and, and, and they've made it so convenient with all the fucking um 
turning a blind eye to all the domestic violence. And, you know, a lot of these players, man, are just fucking idiots. And so, and, and then obviously my one and only chargers, you know, all that bullshit going to fucking LA. Um, it's, it's, it's super hard to swallow. I'm, it's like, you know what? Fuck you. Enjoy. (laughs) You know, I hope you fucking go zero and sixteen, you cocksucking motherfuckers. Um, <laughs> you did say in the podcast before in the past. In the past. If they go to LA, you're done with them. I am absolutely. Yeah, yeah there, there's no no ifs ands or buts. Um, and you know, and obviously Philip Rivers made an announcement that he doesn't want to play in LA, so I thought that was kind of fitting. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> excuse sure. me. So, you know, they're going to be, I mean, but I, I, this article, I, I, I'd forward it to you if I, if I could find it again. Um, the, the Rams, they went from like the 28th most valuable team in the NFL to like number four by moving to L.A. And they showed a picture where the Rams are playing right now at the Coliseum, and it was like empty. Like they're not selling tickets. They don't give a fuck. It's not about selling $50 tickets anymore. It's about TV rights. It's about all the bullshit business sponsorship and stuff like that. And so the owners, they don't fucking care if the Chargers don't. It's fucking Spanos family. They don't care if, if the, there's no fans in L.A. for the Chargers. They don't give a fuck. They just want a new stadium. And so um, it's sad. You know, it's like the thousands of diehard Charger fans in San Diego, the ones that have been there their whole life, the old dudes have been rooting for their Chargers. And you know what I mean? And fucking Super Bowl whatever in 93 was like yesterday for them. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, they remember all the quarterbacks coming and going and, you know, um, I feel really bad for those people. Yeah. You know, that's tough. There's that guy who's getting his charger bolt tattoos off his shoulders, getting removed. Dude, that's so that's so fucking tough. It's so hardcore. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's easy for me because I live fucking 750 miles away and I haven't been to a charger game in fucking 12 years and you know, I watch it when I can on TV, and you know, I was going to the bar for a while to watch them. And um, obviously, they've been such a shitty team the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it it it'll be interesting to see five years from now what what how it mm-hmm. what happens kind of thing. You know, how the league as a whole. What are they going to do to Qualcomm? What are they going to do? It'll just sit there. What did what do they do at the forum when the when the Lakers left the forum? Yeah. It just sits there empty in downtown fucking Inglewood. Mm-hmm. Which ironically is where they're gonna fucking build a giant stadium in the ghetto of Los Angeles. I know. I mean I know. it doesn't it's no it's it doesn't help that I hate LA. Right. And I have right. forever. You know what I mean? I hated LA teams. I hate the city. I'm not a huge fan of the fucking people. Um, you know what I mean? 
I may have been born there, but I moved, you know, before I was 10 years old. So the fact that my team moved there is, is really an insult. I don't know. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm going to bring it up. Distracted. My wife walked back here. <laughs> she heard about the charges. She wants to come back and talk yeah. some more shit. You want to talk some more shit, don't you? <laughs> well, I think that wraps it up. Then I mean that. Uh... <laughs> so three forty three is in the books. We just randomly rant on all things. Uh, you guys got anything else to add? Nope. No. Oh, Harley will be on Twitter more on twenty seventeen. Correct. Oh yeah, I'm 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 tweeting as we speak. Okay. Alrighty. <laughs> All right. Well, well you, so yeah, if you haven't already subscribed to us on iTunes, please do so. If you've already liked our page on Facebook, you're awesome. If you haven't, you can still be awesome by liking it. Follow us on Twitter, and I think that's we're pretty much on the end. And we're on Twitter, Instagram, yeah. all that good stuff. Yeah. Um, your boy Fonzo say we ride together. Harley, we die together. MCP, bad boys for life.